This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Let's go back in time to 1932 as Converse brings you historic footage of the legendary original Celtics with whom all great professional teams are compared. We have now taken over your radio. Richie Guerin is about to show you the most important step in getting past a man. It's the first one. And Oscar will inbound it. The men in green, the Milwaukee Bucks, that's Al Cinder against Bellamy. Hello and welcome back to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason Mann. With me, as always, is Rich Creech, and we are joined again by Seth Partnow of Nylon Calculus. Seth, welcome back. How's it going? And we are now uh, going to talk about uh, Sean Marion uh, going through the, uh, the sort of the basic numbers. He is 41st in win shares all time, 94th in win shares for 48, 56th in box score plus minus, and 28th in value over replacement player. Uh, he was twice on the all NBA third team. Uh, he was once in the top 10 in win shares for 48, uh, four times in, in win shares altogether for a season in top 10, and then five times in the top 10 value over placement player. Um, as far as other lists goes, he was 152nd in the slam 500. So they did not necessarily think of him as top 50 candidate, but I do think he has a case. Um, he was incredibly versatile. Um, he had uh, small forward skills and size, but was able to defend very well power forwards. He played that position most of his career. Um, obviously was one of the key cogs, um, along with Steve Nash and Amari, Star- Amari Stoudemire in the Seven Seconds or Less Suns, who helped revolutionize the league, uh, also played very effectively for a long time and produced well despite not really having the role of a go-to scorer. So, um, Seth, how do you feel about Sean Marion? Um, I think you're, first of all, Saying he was a key cog is, is I think he was the key cog um, in 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 those those Suns teams. Sure, they still would have been good, but they would not have been a contender if if they didn't have the ability for someone like you said who could was kind of a small forward but could do all the power forward stuff. Um, yeah, those Suns teams, and this is you know it's 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 an argument that's going to be had for all time about, you know, Mike D'Antoni and defense. Those Suns teams, despite having one of the worst point guard defenders and one of the worst center defenders of recent memory on the team, were about an average defensive team. Uh, and a lot of that has to be due to, to Marion's versatility, his ability to play passing lanes, his ability to protect the rim, his ability to rebound. Uh, and, and so without him 
doing all those things plus being a terror on the break and being you know willing to with some grumbling if you've read the book seven seconds or less <laughs> uh to be kind of a a third fourth or fifth option on offense without all those things those teams don't work so i i'm uh I, I, top 50 i don't know but if you ask me if sean marion's a hall of famer it's an unabashed yes for me I'm right with you, Seth, uh, on that. As far as you know, top fifty, we, we'll talk a little bit more about him as we as we kind of break down his resume a little bit. I have a tough time with that, but as like one of my all time favorite players to watch, he, he's right up there. And in terms of a Hall of Fame, he's absolutely that. Top fifty is tough. I mean, that that's really really tough to say. Is he the you know when you really think about it, you know, top fifty players of all time. I don't know if Sean Marion's that, but I mean, I, I think he's worth talking about at least because I do think you know, and there's been a there's been a huge influx of people that are starting to more and more defend him and and talk about him and really try to give him his praise that that he absolutely deserves that he didn't get you know at the time. But there's still some people that don't quite, as you said, understand how big of a cog he was for those Phoenix Suns teams and how good he was before you, you know Steve Nash came to Phoenix and how good you know he was in Dallas and and different stops along the way. I mean, this guy was. Almost until you know this past year in Miami was always just like a a solid hand and like a good part of of a ton of really really good teams as well. It's 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 incredible how big his career really or how you know important his career really was outside of we just kind of think of those seven second or less stuff. And there's a lot of stuff outside of those that are really really good. I think he's also a guy who um, you know we don't have a still even you know at the analytics revolution we still don't have a many great ways of measuring individual defense. Um, I think he is one of the main kind of uh, uh, main hurt, people hurt by that. Um, I think if we had a, a way to kind of better quantify individual defense, um, he would have been one of the, the, the best kind of wing power forward defenders uh, of kind of that mid 2000s period. Um, and, and the fact that he, I think he made like one all second team defense or something like that uh, actually um, he, i just checked he did not make ever make a all defensive team which i surprises oh, me yeah uh, i mean I, <laughs> that's, well, that's I mean i guess it doesn't to an extent because of the reputation the suns had at the time which obviously was unfair but um but yeah uh, yeah that does surprise me at least a bit yeah and and so that's you know you don't have this is uh, you don't have draymond green if there wasn't sean marion before him to show that that's that's a, you know now green has kind of added some some more things offensively that maybe Marion didn't do but kind of that 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 role of the the guy who kind of with athleticism and length and kind of moxie can can make up for bulk um is it, without Marion showing showing the showing the league that that could be really an effective thing in the modern game you don't get kind of the modern kind of small ball four and I don't know how much, if you're talking top 50, how much kind of influence um, counts. But that's certainly his, his legacy in, in those terms. Has to, is is um, if that's a plus, if those kind of things are a plus factor, that's a pretty big one for him. I think. Yeah. Um, kind of the, the the New York Dolls of of, uh, of, <laughs> of stretch fours. Uh, a quick I, little. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, one, and this is obviously just one series, but the way that he defended LeBron in the 2011 finals, I think has to, uh, is a good kind of showcase for, um, how good of a defender that he was. And, and maybe you can, you kind of, kind of think of, okay, well, if he had, if he was so good in, in that situation, then, you know, maybe, uh, even though we, again, the defense is difficult to measure, maybe we can kind of consider Marion such an elite defender that, um, 
that you know he 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 can you know he could you know he, he, you could throw him in the top fifty and yeah. and feel good about that. He was and he was what thirty two at that time. I mean you yeah, know yeah, five right. five years past his his, his and, he was, and he's a guy who you know kind of morphed from being absurdly freaky to merely very good you know on an NBA level athlete. But that just kind of shows that after a decline, that's still where he was. That he's one of the guys who you know. No, no one's ever done a great job on, you know, when I went on LeBron, but did a very good job, you know, on you know, the best player of the modern era or mm-hmm. kind of the certainly the best player of the post-Jordan era um, with possible apologies to Tim Duncan, I guess. Um, the, no one has done a better job in, over a length of time than Marion did in that series. I think it's fair to say. Uh, in terms of just kind of looking at the advanced stats and comparisons of, of people in his position, which is hard really to do with a guy like Sean Marion because I just don't know if he fits in any pocket of, of quite the position that he fits in or, you know, he doesn't jump off the page in terms of a lot of the, the individual stats of points, you know, assists, rebounds. He's just really good at, like, everything, which is, is, is hard sometimes to quantify. Uh, you look at win shares per 48, though he's 30th uh, among uh, his era in his position. Uh, sixth in win shares, which which definitely shows out um, just how versatile and how good he was, you know, amongst overall. 32nd in a uh, defensive uh, box plus minus. I I feel like he's better than that, but uh, I, and sixth in value over replacement. Yeah. I mean, that one really, when I look at that, I go, eh, I don't think he's the 32nd best, you know, forward in his era. And, and uh, that's tough. Def- that's hard. Uh, yeah, this is this is the part where I say that defensive blocks plus minus yeah. isn't a great stat. But anyway, uh, yeah. carry on. <laughs> I we we don't use it much. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, in, in terms of uh, overall in position, fifty uh, eighth in uh, win shares per forty eight, fourteenth all time in win shares uh, amongst his position, which definitely is, is something worth noting. Forty uh, eighth uh, in defensive blocks plus minus, as we mentioned, and then a uh, tenth in value of replacement players. So uh, value replacement and win shares definitely show him as as just an elite level forward for for you know not only his era but of all time. Uh, you know the other stuff, the rate stats and that sort of stuff, don't really show that out. But I mean those sort of, those sheds. You show something so I, I he's he's a damn good player I mean that's there's no other way around it and, like. and I think that if when you you take away you 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 uh dial out a little bit when you when you bring the focus you know up a level from just his individual stats to the effect he had on the court sure that's where he, like you know he, him enabling the Suns to play the way that they did while still being competitive defensively um it, it kind of you start to see it in kind of you know some that kind of on off kind of stuff and that's and and you know that's a pretty strong measure of a guy who has a pretty enormous influence on 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 his team and kind of makes things go um you know obviously it doesn't it doesn't doesn't work without you know nash pulling the strings and it doesn't and it works less well with um without amari but they did just fine when they you know swapped amari out for for diao so you, uh, um, you know, the year that, that Amari had microfracture surgery. So, you know, the Marion was kind of that constant there that, that allowed them uh, kind of right there with Nash to, to be that, you know, contending level team that was frankly pretty unlucky to never make the finals. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, um, yeah, I, I, I forgot about that weird period where like two years where he was like in Miami and then in Toronto very briefly before he resurfaced in Dallas. Like it was so weird how like irrelevant he kind of became for just like that period of time. Like he almost like he disappeared like he was, uh, you know, he, he still was a pretty good player. But um, but 
I don't really like remember specific moments of uh, when he played during that time, but I'm guessing like not necessarily as well utilized as in those places as he was in Phoenix, or at least not like in, he's really not in the same role. Yeah. And hadn't, he hadn't quite found a place and hadn't quite himself morphed into kind of the, the role player guy yet. Uh, And that's, and that's, you know, that where he was in, in, in Dallas over, over those last couple of years. Um, and, you know, some of that is, is situation and not being, uh, you know, not being able to, to be used kind of in the same kind of high tempo, a lot of cutting situations. And, and some of it was probably down to him, you know, not necessarily having um, in many systems, having, you know, what you might call old man skills. Never, never a great shooter, though he was a, a reasonable three point shooter in Phoenix. Um, you know, n- never a, a great ball handler. Um and so just kind of had to had to find how he could be effective again, kind of. And that, I think, being in, in, in a solid system where he could play off a guy in Dallas, where he could, you know, play off Dirk, not the same way he played off of, you know, Nash and Phoenix, but someone else to kind of draw the focus that, that, that probably helped him kind of rediscover some effectiveness. Mm-hmm. I, I've always wondered, <laughs> do you think his sh- the way he shoots and the, the kind of the silliness of it has has hurt sort of his reputation or the way that some people perceive him? Because it, it's a silly shot. It's so weird. And, and I've always it, it's always like, a, oh, there's no way that's going in. Oh, it's going in type thing. Every time he shoots the ball. And it, it's it's funny. I, I don't know if that hurts his reputation, but I know from friends, you know, kind of casual basketball friend friends they'll kind of say, oh, he's not that good. I mean, look at how the guy shoots. I'm like, no, no, he, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care how he shoots. It goes in. Like, it doesn't, but I, I feel like there's something with that. I don't know if it's just my silly friends or some stuff that I've sort of seen, but I've always kind of wondered that because it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's super silly. It's weird. It doesn't look like it should work. Yeah, it no, but the, the funny thing is, and, and like the actual, like no one would ever teach, I don't, I don't even understand how, like, you learn to shoot that way. But yeah, no, why was there a high school coach that yeah. just like locked the door to the the gym and said no, well, Sean, if you do not leave. If, if, if you're <laughs> Sean Marion's high school coach, you just all right. Keep, if you, if you can <laughs> imagine guess. what Sean like, high school Sean Marion must have right. been like. Do you, Sean? Is I think <laughs> a lot of um, you know the the actual like it was it it wasn't a pretty motion, but it was a repeatable motion, and like you know he he didn't he get like side spin on the ball or anything like. I mean, the biggest problem with it. Is that he, he released it from such a uh, a low point that he you know he needed a ton of space to get it off, and 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 so, um, but you know he's a you know a a not incompetent three point shooter in in and all and for most of his career a pretty good free throw shooter wasn't he? So you know it's uh, yes yeah he was yeah eighty one percent yeah. So you know that's it's it's kind of an aesthetic thing that people wanted to hold against him and you know there's. There's plenty of guys who can't shoot who have you know better form uh, than than he did. It's just kind of the aesthetics of of what what is a pretty funny looking shot, probably you know coloring opinion of him a little more than than maybe kind of the effectiveness would indicate. Yeah, I always I get a little bit um, annoyed with like mechanic snobs. I mean, I understand like you know it's important to have them and you know it. But I do feel like if somebody makes something that works and can like make it work for them and, you know, as you said, repeatable and, you know, then make it effective in a basketball game that, you know, that, that should be good enough. Yeah, no. And they're like you said, they're you know, the, the low release point is it is, is the biggest problem rather than anything else about the about, you know, the like, the mechanics. And, and the reason people when people are being mechanic snobs, it's that there's something that, you know, 
is is going to be prone to being different on every shot, and then that you know you, you never know where the ball's going. Sure. And if, but if you shoot, if you have an ugly shot that's the same shot every time, you have a chance for it to be a, a, a decent shot. Um, and and you know, he was never a great shooter, obviously, but I mean, you know, he was a uh, in his Phoenix days, he was 35 percent three point shooter, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, and that's yeah. you know not not on huge volume, but not a guy you can just you can just wave at and say go ahead out there. Yeah, I mean, he, he was a weapon. He helped stretch the floor. He was absolutely, you know, you need to defend him for sure. Yeah, he was, um, you know, not, not to get all fantasy, but he was like a, a nine-category player in fantasy. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes, Since, yeah. I mean, because, you know, he was the, he, he would make enough threes and did steals, blocks, rebounds. Basically, the only thing he didn't do was get assists. Yeah. But he never didn't turn the ball over much either. So, anyway, that's, uh, that, yeah. he's kind of, so cool. go ahead. I said Andy had a cool nickname, The Matrix. Well, that's true. Kenny Smith helped him out there. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Smith's one good contribution as a... Um... Oh, hey, hey. No, 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 no. We like Kenny Smith. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I don't mind Kenny Smith, but, um, but, but yeah. He's better than Rush. It's, 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 it's been a while for Kenny Smith that he's, uh, you know, <laughs> done a lot for me. But anyway, um, <laughs> anything else? All right, well... Um, uh, thank you, Seth, for uh, joining us again. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks, everyone, for uh, checking us out. You can find us at hardwoodperoxism.com. Uh, we are part of the HP network of uh, podcasts, which you can uh, find on iTunes. We actually have our own feed on iTunes now. Um, search for Over and Back in iTunes, and you can uh, appreciate it for either one if you would leave a review and or rating. It really helps us in the iTunes rankings. Uh, you can uh, find us also at uh, overandbacknba.com. It's our uh, forums where we have a discussion about great uh, NBA history issues. There's uh, uh, some really fun stuff going on there, so check it out if you're interested in discussing basketball history. And uh, that's about it. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back again soon. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.